Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Embrace the Suck with Brendan. Brought to you by Wheelahan Development, this is your host, Brendan Wheelahan. Sometimes we get kicked in the mouth, and life sucks. That's just what it is. But you're tougher than that. You didn't fold. You embraced it. You grew from it. Now help the next person in line. We want to hear your story. If you've embraced the suck, maybe through loss, depression, stress, jobs, finances, or other life events, pass on what you know and help somebody else. If you're an expert in an industry and can help us avoid the suck, well, we'd appreciate that too. We don't want fancy fancy. This is real talk for real people. You can reach out directly at wheelahandevelopment at gmail.com or through LinkedIn and Facebook at Brendan Wheelahan. And now that that's out of the way, let's get after it. Divorce isn't anything we plan on, but the reality is, over the last few decades, nearly half of marriages end this way. Though it may be a painful chapter in your life, it's just that, one chapter. A divorce doesn't define who you are or hold you back. Today's conversation is with my longtime friend Colleen, who's going to talk to us about her divorce, the battle she went through, but most importantly, what she did to come out stronger on the other side. Super excited for you to join us. Colleen, why don't you say hi to everybody and tell us a little bit of background about yourself. What do you do right now and uh, any information you want to toss out for us? Hi, everyone. Right now, I am a special education teacher, middle school special ed, so it's quite the adventure. I'm here because I recently have gone through a divorce, um, which is something I never thought would happen in my life, but here I am, and I think that there is a big stigma on people who have been divorced, and it's kind of unfortunate because 50% of marriages don't work. So I'm super excited to be here to talk about that today. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. I know that this probably isn't the easiest thing to talk about, but I'm really happy that you brought up that stigma right off the bat because that's something that I really want to make sure that we uh, put out in this message today that there is an unnecessary stigma about a divorce. And I, I distinctly remember when I was growing up back fourth, fifth grade, I would think of my friends as the divorced parents' friends and the not divorced parents' friends. And in hindsight, I was completely wrong, 100% wrong. And now I, I realize that a divorce is no different than breaking up in a relationship. Just because there's more paperwork involved and, um, the government got involved and you got to do all this other stuff. At the end of the day, it's still just a relationship that ended. So let's, let's stay on that for a second. Talk to me a little bit about that stigma that's out there and how we can break that. So there's a, like we said, there's a huge stigma, but in my case, I'll give you a little background of my story. I didn't have a choice, but to get divorced. So at the time it wasn't funny. Now I kind of laugh about it, but my ex-husband ghosted me <laughs> in a sense. Um, nothing happened. There was no fighting. There was no major issues. Um, this happened in last year. So 2019. So my ex announced one day he no longer wanted to be married. And like I said, nothing happened. No major fights, nothing out of the ordinary. Um, my family was shocked. I was shocked. My friends were shocked. My whole world totally flipped upside down. So he moved out. He packed up his stuff, moved out and 
once someone makes your their mind up about that, you, you can't change it. So he stopped answering his texts, his calls, whatever, moved on, moved out. Don't even know where he moved out to. I couldn't tell you to this day. And my marriage just ended. And like you said, like, like breaking up, like if we were not married, this would just be like your boyfriend moving out of their house or your house that you shared together. But because we were married, this was like, what do I do now? Got a label to it now. <laughs> yeah, right. So now it's labeled as a divorce, but it's also, in my sense, I never asked for this. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not, it's not like anything happened. I didn't see anything really like any red flags or like mm -hmm. this happened. He moved out March of 2019. So Christmas time, we celebrated the holidays together. We did everything this was December, 2018, we were talking about having kids and starting a family. And it was like, holy shit, what just happened? Wow. Um, yeah. So in regards to the stigma, now people look at me and like I said, this is something I never asked for. This is something that I never expected to happen. I thought I was married to my best friend and the divorce really had nothing to do with me, it had to deal with someone I was married to who was unhappy with the situation or whatever. And so now there's a huge label. So I'll tell people I'm divorced. And a lot of times people will say, oh, well, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, nothing's wrong with me. Yeah, <laughs> it, just, it yeah. just didn't work for whatever reason. That's, that's right. awful. I, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. And again, I really appreciate you sharing this because I know there's other people out there listening that have gone through something like that, but you made a really good point in there that I want to go back to real quick. You said that it wasn't anything you did. And when somebody makes up their mind about something like this, you can't change it. And I want to stay there for a second because that's a really hard, uh, that's a really hard piece to digest and accept, especially when you're in a relationship, you, you think that uh, I can save the deal for an analogy, or I, I can still win them back over. And then uh, I've been guilty of it. You spend days, weeks, months chasing somebody. And before you know it, you threw a bunch of your life away off something that, yeah, it hurt, but it should have hurt and been done months ago. How are you able to recognize that you can't change it and make sure that you didn't just throw away months of your life trying to change something that was out of your control? Because that's, uh, that's a big piece that, that's very tough to do. So it wasn't easy. I'm not going to lie. It didn't happen overnight. Um, I think that recognize that I can't, like, I couldn't change it. I couldn't change his mindset. That took a lot of time. And it, it, I did send texts. Like I did try to call, I did send texts. And part of what made it easier for me is that he wouldn't always respond. Um, which I think was helpful. And he also went to Mexico after he left. And I saw like pictures on social media of him like with all these girls. So that definitely was like a huge like, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. Right. Um, but it still hurt. It still was sad. I cried. I was, I was sad. But I also kind of found acceptance that like, you can't change someone's mindset. Like, if I'm calling you and you were married to me and you really cared and loved about, like cared and loved me, you wouldn't ignore me. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, it was a harsh reality, 
and it wasn't easy and it, it took a lot of time. And I mean, I went to therapy and I have like debilitating anxiety and I've worked through a lot of this, like with my therapist and she made a good point that like, he's not here and he doesn't care. And that was a really harsh truth. But I mean, when you think about it, think of like who you're surrounded by, like mm-hmm. your family, your friends, they're all there because they care for you and they love you and they want to be there for you. If you have someone who just gets up and leaves, they don't really care about you. (laughs) I mean, that's harsh. I'm sorry, but no, it's the truth though. It's the truth. And these are those sucky situations that you, you have to embrace it. You have to realize that as much as you don't want that to be the truth that is, Mm -hmm. and you can throw a fit about it and whine for weeks or months, but it's not going to change the fact that that's what it is. And all you're doing is wasting time out of your life. And that's, that's an extremely difficult thing to understand. And then even when you understand it, it's even harder to act on it. And I'm, I'm guilty. I'm as guilty as that as anybody else. Um, but you said another piece in there that I want to go back to about how it sucked and how it hurt. And I mean, I can't truly imagine the pain that that felt or that you felt there, but you didn't just sulk in that pain. And that's, that's a skill. That's not, that doesn't come naturally. Um, when we're hurt and wounded like that, it's so easy and natural to just curl up in a ball and say, I'm not dealing with this. This is it. How did you keep yourself from doing that when you were down low like that? Um, well, I had a support system that was really helpful. Um, and I laugh about it now, but this is stuff I like seriously did. Like I texted, I would call and text my friends and I'd be like, guys, you need to like send me a text to tell me to get out of bed in the morning. Like send me a text and tell me to brush my teeth. Like, you know, stuff like that, that, um, I was fortunate to have that. Um, but I also, I let myself hurt. Like I let myself be sad. Like there were days I would go through like going to work and then I go do my normal routine, work, gym, whatever. And I'd come home and I would just sit on my kitchen floor and cry. (laughs) And it, it, I mean, I let myself feel how I needed to feel. And actually this came from like one of my good friends because I didn't do that at first. I was very like, nope, I'm fine. Life is good. I'm fine. I don't need him. I'm moving on. And one of my good friends was like, Kyle, you're not like getting better because you need to let yourself feel what you need to feel. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's a huge piece. Now, how much easier do you think it got for you to start moving on once you accepted that it was okay to feel that way sometimes where you have to give yourself permission to cry and hurt? Like you understand, you clearly understood that you still had to be strong and move forward. But once you realize that all right, I do have to let myself feel this emotion of sadness because this is what it is. Did that make it easier for you to start putting things back together? Yes, it made it a lot easier. Um, and I would, I would just accept it. Like some days I'd wake up, I'd be in a great mood and I'd be like, all right, I'm going to like kill the day. This is awesome. Other days I'd wake up and I'd be like, I'm going to lay in bed for three more hours. And I just kind of like let myself feel that way. And I mean, I told my friends, I told my family, I, you know, I was very open after a while in the beginning. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't open. Like I was like, I'm not telling you I'm getting divorced. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I'm fine. But as time went on, I found that talking about it and opening up to people and 
just kind of accepting where I was helped me move along. And I still do that. I mean, there's still days where I'll wake up and I'm like, this sucks. And there's other days I wake up and I'm like, oh no, this is great. And I just take advantage of the great days and I accept where I am on the bad days. That's, that's the best way I think I've ever heard it put. Take advantage of the good days and just accept where you are on the bad days. That's phenomenal. Um, because that's not, that's not how I got through it when I battled with my depression. I was, I was how you were in the beginning, except I was that for five, six, seven years where I was put on this macho, macho front to everybody. Now you're fine. Nothing's wrong. Just keep moving forward and hide it all. Um, and you said something really interesting in there that that takes a great amount of self-awareness when you said that you realized there were some times you had to send text messages to your friends and say like, Hey, you're going to have to send me a message in the morning to get my ass out of bed. Yes. Um, I, I think that's a great, uh, a skill or, or hack to get yourself moving forward. Cause you recognize you're going to need that little extra motivation. Um, how do you think you came to that realization where you said, you know what, if this is, I need a little extra motivation. I'm going to send a text to that guys, just call me in the morning and tell me to get in the car. <laughs> How did you realize you needed that? What were some of the things you started to recognize when you realized, okay, I need to start reaching out and telling people you need to push me on a little bit. I need a little help to get out of this. Um, I was kind of losing myself as a person and I, um, I recognized that I was losing myself and I recognized that I like was not the same happy kind of like go with the flow person that I was before. Um, and I found myself just like, this is going to sound so weird, but I found myself just like not wanting to do the things that I enjoyed anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of hard to admit because I am, I don't know. I like to have fun. I like to socialize. I like to be with people. And I found that I was like, not doing that. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't, I I needed support. I needed help. I like, I was not me anymore. Like there's, there were so many times I would be on the phone with my mom and I'd be like, mom, I am, I, I don't feel how I'm supposed to be feeling. Like, I don't feel like the person I, I am. Like, I feel like I'm in the wrong spot or the wrong position. And, um, I think like to get out of bed and have my friends help me through that. Like, I don't know. I needed it because I wasn't feeling like the person who I know that I am. Mm -hmm. Does that make any sense? It probably makes no sense. <laughs> no, absolutely. I was going to say that is so crazy because I was actually thinking earlier this morning that I want to do an episode on what it's like to lose your mind because I felt that same exact way when, when I was real low. Um, I spent a few days in the hospital and I don't know how to describe it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. When you come to this realization that my brain is not my brain right now. Mm -hmm. Something I don't know what it is, but this isn't me at mm -hmm. right now. And that's a very scary realization, but um, that's what, what kind of kicked my ass back into gear when yeah. I realized like, wait a minute, what, who is this person inside my head at the moment? Yes. And um, that was when I finally started to open up slowly to reaching out and saying like, something's really not right. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it is crazy. And I know there's other people out there that, that probably are trying to figure out what that feeling is in their mind. And, um, I could tell you from experience, so can Colleen, 
that's just you, your, your brain telling you, hey, it's, it's time to lean on somebody else. You need a little bit of help. So if you ever find yourself kind of thinking, I'm not really sure what's going on in my head right now. This doesn't seem like me. Please reach out. You've got all my contact information on the podcast here. Reach out to family, friends, me, if nobody else is around, and we'll make sure that, that we can get you back on track. Um, but I mean, 100% I know exactly what you're talking about there. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> and it was though, it was like that, like starting point of like, hey, you need to like worry about you. Like you need to stop thinking about everything that's going on around you. And you just need to like mm-hmm. focus on you. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's right where I want to go with this. Honestly, guy, people are going to think this is scripted, but it's not. You're just, <laughs> you're just feeding me perfectly. Um, <laughs> once you, you came to that realization, like, okay, this sucks. It's time to climb out of this hole. I know that I need some help doing it. I'm going to tell my friends I need some help. Mm-hmm. What else did you do to start climbing out of that hole to pick, the, pick up the pieces and put it all back together? What, what are some I, actionable things that we can tell people to do here? I read a lot of self-help books, which <laughs> um, I don't know. I felt like that was like the basis of like, what I needed because I don't know a lot of people that are divorced. Like my majority of my family, everyone's still married. Like I, I didn't really have like other people that I knew who have gone through this situation. So I would like Google books, like divorced self-help books. Um, and I would read them and that helped a lot. They had a lot of like useful tips. Um, But then I also had a strong focus on like self-care and that came from therapy and just like the overall like anxiety portion of what I was going through. Um, And my therapist, she's like phenomenal, but she was like, she, she's phenomenal, but she like really gives it to you. She's like, you need to focus on you. And she's like, whatever that means, like you need to focus on the good around you. You need to focus on what makes you happy and do those things. And so I, one of the things that like was my favorite thing I did, which really helped is that I like looked at things that I was grateful for instead of like looking at the things that I've lost. And so I started like each day writing down like one or two things that I was grateful for, for that day. And they were little, like, I'd be like, I'm grateful for my morning coffee or I'm grateful that, you know, I was able to go outside today or just little things. And looking at things with gratitude instead of looking at things that I've lost was really helpful for me. And it actually kind of like put me on this path of like self-care for everyone. Um, which I, I mean, it's so important. (laughs) Yeah. And that's huge. That's huge. I I can't remember what school published the study. I want to say Harvard, but I'm not positive, but I know that they did prove that an attitude of gratitude, doing those simple things you just talked about each morning, waking up and just saying, I'm thankful that I woke up today. I'm thankful that I have a roof over my head. I'm thankful that I'm going to go have breakfast in my stomach. It does um, immense wonders to our overall mood, to our ability to be successful by whatever definition we we classify success. Um, It's better for our health, lower blood pressure, less heart attacks, all that stuff. So no, it, it is true. It is proven that just reframing your brain to be, um, to show gratitude for what you have is, is going to do wonders. And like you said, you, you have the opportunity to either plant positive or negative thoughts 
And I'm sure everybody out there listening has heard the analogy, your brain is like soil. You can plant vegetables, you can plant poison ivy. They're both going to grow. One's going to give you really good food. One's going to give you a really, really bad rash and a bad day. I think it's really important that you're deliberate to plant those vegetables, that attitude of gratitude, and let that grow. That's, that's huge. Colleen, I got one more question for you before we wrap this up. I know that you mentioned this only about a year old, so it's a little bit fresher for you. But looking back on things in hindsight now, what have you learned about yourself from this experience? I've kind of learned how strong of a person I am. And I feel like kind of like what we talked about, like I, I could have just stayed in bed and not carried on and done stuff. But um, I'm proud of myself for making myself do what I needed to do. And um, I feel like this whole experience like taught me to get out of like maybe my comfort zone a little and just accept that like not everything in life is going to flow the way you want it to, but that doesn't mean that you need to stop living your life. Like you can like accept the negative stuff and just keep going, keep moving on with the positive. And even if it's a really sucky situation (laughs) like you can get out of it absolutely it's like that quote where you can't control what happens to you you can only control how you react to it and that's exactly what you're saying here and and that's perfect it's the only way you can get through it life is going to throw some sucky situations at all of us that's just part of living all we can do is deal with what's coming at us push back and like you said, keep taking care of yourself, making sure that you're happy with what you want. So that's awesome. Again, Colleen, I really appreciate having you on here. If you could wrap it up for everybody, three to four sentences, what, it, what do you want to tell them about going through a divorce? It sucks and people might judge you for it, but just know that, just know that it's not your fault. It's just like any other relationship, just there's a little more money and paperwork involved but you there's nothing wrong with you you are an amazing person you are still able to move on and live a positive life that is amazing guys you heard it right from from someone that went through it it's not your fault it's not the end of the world it's not anything different than breaking up with a longtime spouse just because there's paperwork involved doesn't mean we have to put a huge stigma on it so Colleen, again, thank you so much for sharing your story. I know this is going to help tons of people out there. And hopefully we can have you back on for some more conversations real soon. For sure. I would love to. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Embrace the Suck with Brendan. We know you've got a message that can help somebody else right now, and we need to hear it. Reach out directly at wheelahandevelopment at gmail.com or through Facebook and LinkedIn at Brendan Wheelahan. Until next time.